Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Success Harbor Podcast with George Mazaros, where it's all about making success happen for you. Hi, everyone. This is George Mazaros with Success Harbor, and I have Miranda Marquith with me. Miranda is a freelance journalist and author of Confessions of a Professional Blogger. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you very much for being here, Miranda. You have been freelancing full-time for several years now. How and why did you start freelancing? Um, yeah, so I started freelancing mainly because I wanted to stay home with my son. And so after I got my degree in journalism, I just started freelancing. I just decided to uh, kind of make it work online. And so I started looking online for, for gigs and then um, also used some of my contacts from Syracuse University. That's where I got my journalism degree um, to, to get a few gigs so that um, so I could just get started and, and uh, just um, move forward with, with working from home. So initially, when you just started out, where were you looking? I mean, you mentioned the university. You used some connections. Is it through professors or some contacted some departments or? Yeah, actually, um, a lot of the a lot of the um, students that were that went through the program with me were getting jobs at you know newspapers and magazines, and um, one of them happened to have a job as an associate editor with Discover Magazine, um, the science magazine. And so he contacted me and asked me to do some work. And so actually a lot of, a lot of it went with the people that I met and that I kind of, my, my cohorts that I went through the program with um, were great as far as networking and um, kind of those connections and those gigs because so many of them kind of went the traditional journalism route. So initially, were you happy with the way things were going or was it a frustrating experience or was it just, you know, I'm going to take it one day at a time and see how it goes? Yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> I mean, I liked that I could, I could do it from home. One of the frustrating things was um, back when I started, um, you know, blogging was relatively new. I, I finished my program in 2005. And so blogging was, as you know, wasn't as big as it is now, and online writing uh, wasn't as big as it is now. And so it was kind of frustrating because I did find myself, if I was going to do these online gigs, I did find myself, you know, writing a lot of keyword articles and, and writing things that, you know, a journalist, somebody who's trained as a journalist, probably, you know, doesn't want to be associated with writing. And so from that standpoint, it was kind of frustrating um, because, you know, even though I did have these opportunities to occasionally write for a magazine or a newspaper, I was still um, a lot of the writing I did during the day was was kind of not very fulfilling, I guess. But I from the other standpoint, I mean, I did like that I could set my own hours. I was working from home. I was able to make enough for us to pay the rent. And so it was nice, you know, and support, you know, when my husband was finishing his Ph.D. And so it was nice to be able to have that flexibility. So even though sometimes I didn't enjoy the kinds of things I was writing at the time, it was nice to know that I could still kind of do it on my terms, make it work from home and and have kind of some of that freedom and flexibility. So was that the reason why you didn't just give up? 
uh, yeah. because of the other good things that got you got out of it. Yeah, you were writing a lot of brain-numbing uh, SEO stuff, I would imagine. Uh, but uh, at the same time, you could you had freedom on the other side to stay at home with your son. Yeah, and that's really kind of what kept me going was, uh, you know, it was you know either I make this work or I rejoin the rat race. So, <laughs> so I you know and I. And I figured, you know, at some point down the road, as I built a portfolio on the side and then as I did other things, I, I figured eventually I would move beyond some of what I was writing. And so that's that was really important to me was kind of that hope and that looking forward and saying there are all these other things that I have as a result. And, and the freedom really was a big one. Um, just the, the freedom of saying, well, you know, I'm going to set the schedule. I can work around what I need to do with my family, what I need to do for myself. I can work around all of that because of this freedom of, you know, kind of having, I guess, my own business. I didn't think of it as a business at the time, but it, I guess it really kind of was. You know, this kind of makes me think that, you know, they say that you have to be passionate about your business to be successful. But I wonder if, do you think it's possible to be passionate about a service business? Like, can you be a passionate freelance writer or a, or business lawyer or an accountant? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what, what do you think about that? Well, I think you, I'm, as far as I'm concerned, I really enjoy writing and I'm passionate about writing. Some of the things I write about, I'm not as passionate you know, about writing about those things. But I think really the passion that, that comes in is, I think a lot of um, entrepreneurs, especially solopreneurs who kind of work in these service jobs like you're talking about, like accountants, lawyers, freelance writers, I think a lot of them have more of a passion for living life on their terms. And, and the passion really comes in for, for the lifestyle and the freedom. And so knowing that you can make that happen with the knowledge that you have and the skills that you have, I think, you know, that's kind of where a lot of the passion comes in. Yeah. Um, tell me, who do you write for? Uh, who are some of your customers today? So, yeah, so I write for, there are probably 15 to 20 blogs that I write for on a regular basis. Um, I write for wisebread.com. They're a um, big kind of personal finance website. Um, I've done writing for U.S. News and World Report on their investing blog and on their money blog. Um, I write for the Equifax um, the credit, the credit uh, reporting agency Equifax, they have a blog that I write for. Um, and then the consumer credit site Quizzle, um, I write for their blog. And then I also write for, you know, um, some of the blogs like, um, like I regular, write, excuse me, I regularly write for like um, this blog, moneyning.com. I have my own blog, my own personal finance blog, plantingmoneyseeds.com. Uh, so really, most of who I write for right now are personal finance websites and, and money-related websites. Although, um, although I do have a little technology column that I write for my local newspaper, and that's kind of fun. So, uh, how did you land those clients? Um, what is your strategy? What advice do you have for others that want to, you know, develop their freelance business? I mean, I'm sure it's true for other, not just for writing, but in general. T tell us how you did it. Well, for the most part, um, a lot of it had to do with networking uh, and getting to know people kind of in the field. So I, I think there are two main parts. You know, the first part is 
you need to do work of, you know, reasonable quality. You need to do a good job and you need to be reliable and kind of build that reputation. Um, because I started because I, you know, because I made writing my business and providing content to websites, my business, I was able to start building a reputation, you know, for getting things done, for writing on time and, and for delivering, co co delivering, you know, um, articles of, of good quality. So I think you have to first establish that reputation and then you have to get out there and, and network because a lot of the, um, a lot of the gigs that I have now actually, um, they didn't come from, from postings, from job postings. You know, you can find jobs if you go and apply at like Media Bistro or problogger.net. You can find jobs if you go and apply from those places. Um, but the clients that I have now and, and that, you know, pay reasonably well, I actually got through networking and word of mouth um, opportunities. Like I started writing for Wisebread after meeting the Wisebread blog owners and people at um, at the Financial Blogger Conference. And so getting to know people in that field and meeting them is important. I also started writing for Equifax after another freelance um, writer. She um, recommended me. She didn't have room in her schedule for it, so she recommended me to write for them. And so a lot of it has to do with getting out there and making connections and, and becoming known. Um, I've also gotten gigs on Twitter because I tweet what I write. So after I've after something I write appears on a website, I tweet it out so that people can see it. Um, and I, you know, sometimes I post on LinkedIn. I have a LinkedIn profile. And so I think um, getting out there and showing that you're active and showing that, you know, showing what you can do is very important. Um, and I, do, I have had people approach me for high paying gigs through LinkedIn or because of something they've seen that I've written on Twitter. And so a lot of it has to do with you know, you do good work and then you network so that people can see what you've done. So when you finish an article, you just say, I just finished this article on this and this and you tweet it out or I mean, or you just tweet the actual article link. I mean, how, how, do you, how does that happen? Yeah. So I pretty much just um, when it when it's published, um, you know, they you, you, most most websites now have the little tweet button, right? Mm -hmm. I just use the tweet button. And so, <laughs> so, you know, yeah. a lot of the, you know, I just tweeted out, here's this resource. Sometimes if it's something I really like, I'll, you know, say, this is what this is about, or here's my latest for, you know, so-and-so. Um, and I use Hootsuite a lot to schedule, um, you know, to schedule the articles so that, so that it, they're not like all bunched up at the same time. So mm -hmm. I kind of schedule them out. So it makes a little more sense, but, um, you know, and, and since I do have a specialty and I do have this niche that I kind of focus on, you know, it's given me a chance to become well known as a personal finance writer. Okay. And how did you become a personal finance writer? Did you or did you organically go in that direction or did you see that there was, you know, so many personal finance and finance blogs out there that that's just a big market? Yeah, it was actually kind of an accident. Um, I was, you know, as I mentioned, I was more of a science writer. I was writing for a physics website at the time and also, um, you know, providing the occasional friend of the book piece for Discover Magazine. And um, somebody approached me and said, you know, we're looking for somebody to write on this corporate blog on retirement issues. 
And, um, and, you know, we've seen, you know, you post regularly, I was posting on a content farm, and they said you post regularly, and you have, you know, reasonable quality, you know, stuff, would you be willing to write about retirement, we just need somebody who can post like twice a week on retirement. And I didn't know hardly anything, I didn't know very much about retirement at the time, other than, you know, you should be saving for retirement. And I, I said, sure, because I can research and I can learn about it. And, you know, and really, I mean, it's, it's finance. I mean, it's kind of related to sciencey things and, and math, and I can do that. And so I said, sure. And I just started writing for this retirement blog. And then pretty soon, um, pretty soon, uh, you know, my work started getting out there a little bit more as I was writing for this retirement blog. And I was writing for a, a Forex blog. I soon started writing for a Forex blog as well. And, you know, started getting out there. And then I was approached to um, write a personal finance column for um, allbusiness.com. And that's kind of when I first started really saying, oh, well, you know, I guess I'll, I'm really getting into personal finance now and kind of moving, kind of moving beyond, you know, just doing it for these corporate blogs. Now I'm writing my own kind of, you know, blog column on a website. So it was, it really kind of changed my focus when that happened. And I said, you know, and, you know, and it was, it was in 2006, it was just, you know, a couple of years before the financial crisis and, you know, people were starting to get a little bit interested. So it, it kind of just moved me there. So how much do you write? Is it, um, is it something like, can you give us a number of hours or words or how do you measure that? Yeah. Today I did what I set out to do. Yeah. So as a freelance writer, um, a lot of the time I write based on, you know, how many articles I do. So it's really, you know, I have, you know, I have clients where I, I am to deliver an article a week for their website. And so I just, I kind of divide it up by articles that I do. Um, most of the articles are between 500 and 1,000 words, depending on, you know, what the client wants, how much the client is paying me, you know, those various factors. So really most of the time I, I actually divide up my work, you know, according to, you know, when is this, when, when are my articles due this week? What other projects do I have to do? And I really measure it according to article. Um, but most of the time I devote, you know, between three and four hours a day to writing and, and try and, you know, get those articles done in those three to four hours. Now, are you able to, or are you even interested in building a team or outsourcing anything or everything is pretty much done by yourself? Yeah, so I have a virtual assistant who does help me with some of my social media efforts and who kind of manages my Planning Money Seeds Facebook page. Um, so I do have a virtual assistant who helps me with some of those tasks and, and kind of, um, you know, frees me up from, from doing kind of those mundane kind of things. Um, but I personally am not interested in building a team. I'm not interested in managing people. And so um, the idea of hiring writers to help me out um, just does not appeal. Um, I know that there are other freelancers who do very well by, you know, farming out work. And um, I know that there are other freelancers who do very well um, paying others to ghostwrite for them. But it's really not something that interests me. And so I just 
you know, I just keep my workload so it's manageable for me. And, um, you know, and, and I earn more by, you know, either raising my rates or, you know, replacing low paying gigs with higher paying gigs. So tell me, uh, are there any tools that you could recommend for other writers, uh, either to do research or just to be a better writer or just to, something that helps their writing to be more efficient or create better quality? Yeah, so I think one of the first things is practice. Um, I know everybody wants like this magical solution, but really practice is one of the best things is to just sit down and write. And then another um, another thing is, it's to learn basic, uh, basic composition. A lot of people, you know, don't look at basic composition anymore. You can either take a class like a composition class or, you know, um, Strunk and White's Elements of Style. You know, I, I mean, that's very basic, but so many people forget about these simple, simple rules of composition that can really just it's surprising how much better your writing is when you look at it and say, oh, well, here's here's how you set up. You know, you have your introduction paragraph, you have your body, you have your conclusion, you move through these points, you have you have it structured in a way that, you know, moves the reader. So I think um, understanding these things is very important and it, it can help you become a better writer. Um, so I think, you know, learning the basics of composition and then practicing and writing regularly and then um I think it also helps to, you know, get, you know, develop skills and research, learn how to identify um, sources that are reliable. Um, and you can do it online very easily now. Um, you know, anybody can, you know, research online, learn how to identify resources and um, sources that are reliable and learn how to interview people. So, so that you can, you know, so that if you're not an expert on something, you can interview an expert and learn about it. And one of the great tools that I find very helpful as a writer and a journalist is it's the site called Help a Reporter, um, helpareporter.com. And it's called Harrow for Help a Reporter Out. But you can sign up. And if you have, if you're interested in researching something or you want an expert to make a comment on something, you can submit a query and all these qualified people will answer you and, you know, provide you with answers or a way to get in touch with them so you can interview them. So I think that's a really great tool if you're looking to um, find experts and, you know, boost the amount of research that you have access to. Okay. Now, I want to talk about, you know, landing better paying uh, writing uh, gigs and what advice do you have? Because, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, sites where you can go and then bid on jobs, but that's pretty much bottom of the barrel stuff, which might be okay for somebody just to start out. But that's just a very frustrating and, you know, you know, experience. So what advice do you have for people to build a, a a real freelance uh, writing business as opposed to just going to like Odesk or Elance or one of these places and just try to bid on some, some SEO article project. Yeah. And really um, I just, I, I hate freelance bidding sites so much um, cause you really are, you're lowballing yourself. You're, you're taking your lowest bid and then underbidding it. Um, so yeah, I, I really like, so looking at sites, um, like if you're going to actually apply for jobs that pay reasonably well, um, I mentioned Media Bistro before and Pro, Pro, sorry, 
problogger.net before. These are both places where you can find um, medium to high paying jobs. And then also uh, freelancewritinggigs.com is another place where you can find medium to high paying gigs. So, but you still have to apply for those. And so you are competing, competing with other freelance writers, but it's, you know, it's still better, I think, than, than bidding on these um, other sites. But one of the best things you can do is build up your own writing portfolio and build up your own site. One of the great things um, about technology now and, and blogging is that you can start your own blog and highlight your own writing. So you can build your own blog, you know, even and, and use that to kind of help build your portfolio and and show your writing skills where you're building up your own site and you might even be able to monetize that a little bit you know with your own with your own blog you know you can build your own site build your own brand and you really do need to look at yourself as a brand if you're going to get out there and and be considered for these high paying gigs um so i think you know building your brand and showing that you have high quality items and then engaging online. And you really do. You need to engage. You need to get to know people in your area. Um, one of the nice things about being an, um, a niche writer like I am is you build up your reputation in one single area. I mean, the reality is, is you can't just, most people are not going to magically be able to just command a high rate, you know, unless you've been in regular, um, journalism, traditional journalism for years, and now you're jumping into the freelance, for the most part, you're not going to be able to command a high rate immediately. You need to build up your portfolio, and you need to show you have the experience, and you need to be able to show that to people and engage with people. And it really is a brand building um, exercise. I mean, you really have to get out there and say, here's what I have, here's what I can do. And here's what I'm good at. And, and you have to show that to people so that you can, you know, start having people come to you and say, well, yes, I'm willing to pay more for your writing. So having MirandaMarquit.com as, as your site, as your platform, has that driven business uh, to you? Or was that, was that the <laughs> idea behind starting that site? So... Yeah, so I did start that site as kind of a place to put up my resume and kind of have a home on the web, and that's been up there for a long time. The sad thing is, is I did everything backward. Um, so, so give us an example or well, some examples. Of so that. yeah, so I learned I learned from you know how I did everything backward. So I'm a prof I'm a professional blogger and freelance journalist. I didn't actually have my own blog, my own personal, you know, I'm a financial writer, but I didn't have my own personal finance blog until about two and a half years ago. So I was writing for everybody else. I was writing for everybody else's blog, but I didn't have my own personal finance blog. Um, so I was building up everybody else's site, but not my own. Um, with MirandaMarkwit.com, it was just there, sitting there, not really doing much of anything. It was just a place I could direct people to. I didn't actually start a blog on that website until a little bit less than a year ago. So, um, so and I when you started it, how did you promote it or, you know, what happened that turned it into what it is now? Um, I just, yeah, I just started saying, well, you know, here's basically what I wanted to do was I wanted to have a blog about freelance writing because I found that 
um, originally when I started my personal finance blog, plantingmoneyseeds.com, I had a section for freelancing. And I noticed that most of the visitors to that site were interested in my freelance writing posts about how I, you know, how I managed my business, how I got my ideas and, and how I did the freelance writing. And so that's when I kind of decided, well, I, this is popular enough that, you know, it should have its own blog and I should start my own writing blog about writing and, and separate that from the personal finance blog. And so that's why I moved all my freelance writing posts and, and freelance writing um, items over to MirandaMarquette.com. And, um, you know, people kind of followed it over there. And it and it's starting to gain a little bit of momentum because people are interested in kind of learning about, you know, how they can build a freelance writing business. And and so um, so really, it's it's not really changed a whole lot as far as driving business to me, because, like I said, once again, I did a lot of things backward um, Mm -hmm. because I built up my reputation before I started my own blogs. So really, my business has been more driving traffic to my blogs isn't that awful but um well you know it's good because i think people need to hear this because they they need to hear that there are more than one way to succeed you know i mean uh yeah i think a lot of people put up a blog and then they start stop writing three months or two months into because nobody's buying anything nobody's hiring them but you know i mean you didn't even have a blog and you managed to succeed so i think that's good for people to hear yeah, and, and I think a lot of it has to do just with with the connections that I made and, and my being willing to go out there and engage on Twitter and engage on LinkedIn and engage on these social media sites um, and meet people. And once you do that and start to get to know people, then kind of the opportunities come a little bit easier. Yeah, um, I think a lot of beginning bloggers see other bloggers and other writers as like the competition all the time and, and kind of don't reach out. And a lot of a lot of my um, good online friends now are actually other freelance writers. And, you know, if if I'm busy and I don't have time for a gig, I'll send a gig their way um, or they'll send a gig my way. And so I think I think you have to kind of get beyond this mindset of, you know, this is my blog and I have to grow it you know, in, in competition with everybody else and realize that, you know, there's, there is really enough room for a lot of us. And, you know, you have to get out there and kind of engage and make friends and, and network. So I've, I've, um, you know, looked at uh, U.S. News and you had a lot of articles posted on there. Mm-hmm. How did you, how did you land at, and, you know, how, how did your articles end up on uh, U.S. News website? Yeah, actually, um, they approached me. Uh, so, I mean, it, because I am so active in the, the financial, personal finance writing community, and because I am so um, engaged in that space, um, one of the editors came to me and asked if I would be re- willing to contribute regularly to their investing blog. And, um, and, and that's really how it happened. They, they came to me and they just said, you know, you've, We've seen your stuff online and we see you around and we know you're very engaged in this space and would you contribute? Um, and, and really a lot of, once again, a, a lot of um, my success has been because of my willingness to be visible and to engage and to get to know other people in, in my space, people that, 
you know, in traditional business would be considered competitors, but really we're kind of friends. So I just, I think a lot of it is, especially online, and if you want to build a career online, a lot of it is getting out there and, you know, being active and, you know, building up your, you know, building up a specialty and saying, well, this is my specialty, this is what I do, and doing it well, and then being able to build your brand around the fact that you do it well. You wrote a book called Confessions of a Professional Blogger, How I Make Money as an Online Writer. What would be one of the most important topics that uh, that you cover in your book, if you can share maybe one of them? Yeah, so um, I actually, I think one of the most important topics is I write about um, the difference between writing what you know and becoming an expert in writing what sells. So when I first um, graduated from journalism school, my main interests and basis of knowledge were science, religion, and politics. And nobody wanted to pay me to write about science. Well, I did, I did have a couple science writing gigs, that's not true. But religion and politics were my passions and my huge interests. And I have a rant blog that nobody reads where I rant about, you know, politics and religion. But nobody wanted to pay me for writing about those things, even though they were what I knew and what I was passionate about. And when I realized that people wanted to read about personal finance and money issues, I kind of changed my focus um, I think, you know, a lot of it is is looking at the difference between writing what you know and then learning about something so that you can write about something somebody will pay you for. So find out what people will pay you for and learn about that. Um, one of the things I, you know, say is, you know, I didn't start out as an expert about personal finance. Even now, I'm still kind of hesitant to call myself an expert about personal finance, but I am an expert on writing about personal finance. So I, I think um, getting caught up in this write what you know is not practical if you want to make money writing. It's more fulfilling and it's more fun, but, but if you want to make money writing, you need to write what people will pay you for. Okay. Um, is there anything else that maybe I forgot to ask that you think would be important to mention for someone that wants to succeed or or create a name for themselves as a freelance writer today? Um, no, <laughs> no, I can't, I can't think of anything. I mean, really, I mean, it, it really is just about, you know, getting networking, out there, right? Networking, right? Yep. Networking, building a platform, as you said. Yep, building and, a brand. And having a good quality. I mean, you still have to have good quality writing, right? Yes. Oh, yes. You have to have something people are willing to buy, willing willing to pay for. And I think that those are the keys is, is having something people are willing to pay for and then getting out there, networking, building your brand and just and really kind of sticking with it. Well, Miranda, thank you very much for sharing your story. How can people connect with you? Yeah, so I... Um, I'm very easy to find on Twitter at I am at M Marquit. Um, I'm on Facebook. You can find me at plantingmoneyseeds.com or mirandamarquit.com. Both of those have contact forms where you can reach me. And um, and yeah, and if you at me on, you know, if you give me a little at message on Twitter, I'll usually answer you back. So 
Thank you very much, and I wish you much success with uh, your freelance writing. And uh, I'm sure it was very educational for everybody. So thank you. I wish you much luck. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me on.